Hello and welcome to another episode of The Arsaholics. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd really, really appreciate if you hit the thumbs up button if you enjoy the episode. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe. It really helps um, support the channel and we appreciate it. Um, so unfortunately, we don't have Nero today, uh, but Ar- Raj and Aaron are with me. How is it going, boys? Really good. Cheers. Very good. Very good. Good, 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 good. So um, here to talk about North London Derby on Sunday, uh, playing at home at the Emirates, 4.30pm kickoff. Um, just thought we'd, before we actually get into what we think is going to happen in the game and, and, and all of that, I just thought it'd be nice to talk about um, our normal match day experience and kind of what we're going to miss this time around, because obviously we're not going to be able to go, um, which is a big shame for us. And I think for me, I'll just go first, I guess. For me, um, it's the game that you look forward to from the when the fixtures are released, really. And I mean, I, during this lockdown, I've missed a lot of things. I've missed a lot of things, obviously, seeing your friends, seeing your family and, and all of that stuff. But missed you too. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys in the friends or the family camp? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing that I've miss so much is just going going to the game and going to the ground and this is one that I'm really gutted about missing because obviously it's Spurs um and I mean uh, we've we've been to quite we've been lucky enough to go to quite a few North London derbies and it's the game where one of the few games in the season where you can definitely say the atmosphere is just absolutely unreal and the crowd are always up for it and for whatever people say about yeah, atmosphere at the Emirates is, is, is crap or whatever. Obviously, they haven't been to one of these games um, and they haven't been in the ground when it's been rocking, especially if we end up winning the game or we go, you know, we we, we go and take the lead, sorry. Um, but yeah, I think we touched on it, Raj, you touched on it in the last episode, you know, going to the pub early, getting a few beers in and, and all of that and just the buzz for this game is, um, is something special, isn't it? And yeah, I'm, I'm really, really uh disappointed i guess you could say just sad that we're we're gonna miss one i just you know when you were talking about it it just gave me chills almost just thinking (laughs) about memories and you know you you made the point about the atmosphere in the stadium and you're completely right i think on derby day the atmosphere in the stadium is just out of this world but it's also the atmosphere everywhere else outside the stadium it's the atmosphere in the pubs as well it's the atmosphere in the streets it's you you know, like you say, you look forward to it, you plan your day, your your weekend, your week around it. Mm, mm. Um, You know, you you start in the pub as early as you possibly can. Um, You watch an early kickoff if there is one. You you know, it's uh, one of my favourite memories is we're in the rocket, drinks are flowing, people are singing. And I remember a conga line started so for those those of you don't (laughs) those of you don't know the rocket the rocket is a pub which is on holloway road it's about um you know five five minutes walk from the stadium um and uh, it's a really great place to to drink before a game and uh yeah so so at some point a conga line just started in the rocket and the conga line just it went to the stadium so so everyone kind of was in this conga line walking towards the stadium this conga line it just grew and grew and grew and everyone's singing arsenal songs i'll never forget we got 
you know, there's this side road. There's this road that it's blocked off for cars during the game, and it's got lots of little food stands. You know, where mice you always get mugged off for the for the patties. <laughs> yeah, that 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 road, that little road. Yeah, patties. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And um, the conga line. I remember it was going down that road, and it's got big. It's got long, and it's got thick. I know that sounds really disgusting, but it's like a really, <laughs> a really, a really long, thick crowd kind of going down. And I remember someone just said sit down if you hate tottenham sit down and everyone sat down in the road right (laughs) the whole road was packed of arsenal fans just sitting on the road and it was just a beautiful memory and i I think i've seen a picture of it somewhere um and you can't beat when when you're a fan i think you know like you said i was lucky enough to go to these games like you'll always remember stuff like that and you just feel a privilege to be a part of it don't you yeah, I um, for me, like the one thing that I always look forward to before the game, like way before the game, is when they announce the TV fixtures. Because I'm like, do not move it to like something stupid like Saturday twelve o'clock. Because mm. no one wants that. You want it Saturday five thirty. Yes. Uh, or like Sunday four o'clock, right? So you have some time beforehand and some time afterwards. I think the best one. Best derby that I've been to is uh four one, was it? When Torreira scored that. Four two. Four two. Yeah, Torreira. That was a Saturday, five thirty. And like the good thing is like because everyone's in the pub beforehand, like, you know, everyone's had a few drinks. It's just the atmosphere in the stadium on a Saturday five thirty for a derby game. It's just like insane. Mm. Um especially when you score, like people are singing from the start, they just sing to through to the end and then um, yeah, like it's, it's just, it's just good. Like I don't know, I can't describe it. It's just really you can't describe like, it. You can't yeah. describe it unless you've unless you've experienced it. You can't describe it. It's yeah, you you can't. But you just one of those games. I mean, it's interesting because as Arsenal fans, like we said, we've been to quite a few North London derbies, and we've you get to experience that. And a lot of people say, actually, you see a lot of pundits say that the best derby is actually a North London derby. In terms of in 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 Britain, or sometimes some people say in the world, but maybe that's pushing it. I don't know, but um, yeah, you can't you can't uh, yeah, it's really hard to describe, isn't it? It's just one of those things that once you experience it, it's just something you look forward to every time it comes around. It's interesting you said that's your favorite. I was just going to say, sorry, just um, it's interesting you said that's your favorite. I was at that game as well. I think we went together actually, but um, so my favorite is probably. I was just looking to see when it was. I didn't realize it's been this long. So it was the the five two. But the one where Adebayor gets sent off, yeah, oh, that was, and um, that that was 2012. So it's like almost nine years ago, November 2012. Yeah. So I can't believe it's been that long to us, but I remember it so clearly. And um, yeah, so Adebayor, I think they 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 went in front, but then he gets sent off. Was it a tackle on Jack Wilshire? Was it Cazorla? I can't remember. One of those two. It was um, one of those two, and I remember it so distinctly, Mize, from the perspective that. I remember he scored, right? Didn't he? He scored first. Yeah. Adebayo scored first. And the wherever that tackle happened on that side of the pitch, for some reason, I couldn't really see what happened. So I didn't really, I couldn't tell if it was a foul at all. <laughs> and I remember, you know, hearing everyone go, you know, going crazy. And I went crazy. You know, I was like, oh my God, I remember it's a red card, whatever. And I remember I had no idea what happened. <laughs> I, was like, I had no idea and then he got sent off and it was amazing and uh, and that was a great kind of Mertesacker's header you know and um, it was it was quality and then I think Risicki scored in that game 
Uh, Theo scored in that game. Giroud scored in that game. Uh, Gareth Bale was the one who got the second goal back for them when you know the game was already dead at that point later. But that was a quality game. I remember there was a, another big guy who was sitting next to me that game. This is when I I was in the North Bank Upper then. My you and I yeah, weren't yeah. sitting together at this point. I was yeah, North yeah, Bank Upper. Yeah. I was a random guy standing next to me, and I think it was the fourth <laughs> goal that went in. And he just kind of looked at me and he punched me in the stomach, like you know, like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just he just punched me in the stomach, like come on. And I was like, yeah, that really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm changing season. season. Yeah, yeah. And then I moved. No, oh, God. There's been some good ones, hasn't there? There's been some really, really good ones over the years. We've been, again, just lucky that we've been able to experience it. Um, yeah, we could probably talk about our experience of North London derbies um, for, for an hour. There's, I was just going to say as well, um, Aaron, and there's one that me and you went to, the, the Flamini one. At the lane. Away, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spurs away is a whole different, like, it's just a different level of hate. Like, there's there's danger in more of There is a we personal safety aspect. Once this pod- podcast goes massive, we're not going to yeah. be able to go, mate, because then we're all going to I think we'll be safe for a few more yeah, years think, now. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, least, at least a few more years, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to do a, do another chat about that if people enjoy hearing about our experiences because it's it's nice to talk about it again, especially as we can't go, as I said. Uh, okay, so, right. Uh, yeah, Spurs on Sunday. Um, for the reverse fixture um, at Lane, we lost 2-0. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember the game because it feels like it was such a long time ago now. Obviously, during our really bad run of form, um, Son and Kane with the goals... Um, one of those games, or I'll say one of those games, it was a game where we pretty much played into Spurs' plan. They We dominated possession. It was a game where we had a ridiculous number of crosses, if you guys remember. I think it was like 44 crosses in the game. Um, but they were happy to soak up all the pressure and, and hit us on the counter twice. And it was the game that Thomas Partey uh, <laughs> walked off uh, injured uh, for the second goal and just left us completely. Well, it was one of the reasons why we were completely exposed um, but yeah, it was a bit of a tactical, uh, you know, Jose got a tactical one over on Arteta in that, in that, uh, in that day, on that day in December, sorry. Do you guys think it's going to be similar kind of setup from Spurs in terms of how they're going to approach the game? It's an, it's an interesting one, right? Because if you'd asked me about a month ago, I would have said, yeah, like 100%. The only real trick they have is, you know, Kane to Son on the counter right but and this actually might play to our advantage is that you know they've re- they've introduced bale into the team and bale like so what what i you know i don't watch spurs a lot actually but what what seems to happen now is that son seems to not get in the box as much and has kind of reverted to almost like a number 10 and then what's happening is kane and bale are actually spending more time in the box than previously where kane would kind of sit in that deeper role and Son would play up front. Um, and I actually think that might play to our hands a bit because I think if Spurs sit back and try and counter, they will probably do it well. And I wouldn't be surprised if on Sunday uh, Mourinho actually like drops Bale to the bench because he he might be a bit worried about our uh, our left-hand side and he probably wouldn't want Bale on that side either. Just And he might want a bit more defensive security. But if he does go for it and I again I don't think he will but if he does I think it helps because it just creates a bit more space for us to attack 
But having said that, I don't think I don't think Bell's going to play. I think Mourinho will revert to big game Mourinho and play Son, play Kane, and try and hit us on the counter. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think I think it will benefit us. I think you're right because I think as much as the fact that we have a mistake in us, as we have proven every game for however long, and mm-hmm. we haven't actually kept a clean sheet in a while. Um, or at least I think one in the last 10 or something. Um, I think the only team I would say in the Premier League who I would comfortably say have better defensive organisation all round than us is Man City, to be honest. Like I'd say that as a unit, we're very good. And so I would back us to be to be able to deal with their offensive system, whatever it is that they, they do play. Albeit, <laughs> I imagine we'll make a mistake at some point. But... Um, if it is a case where they were to sit back and then try and counter us, I think that's where Arteta gets a little bit unstuck at the moment, where he doesn't quite know what to do. Um, and and so I, I'd, I'd worry if that was the case. I, I think the equation's a bit different, though, isn't it? Because when we played them in December, um, we weren't necessarily in a very good place, and they were still in a pretty decent place, I think. Mm. Um and then since then, it's kind of come off a bit for them. It got better for us. Uh, now they've been okay recently, I think. Um, but overall, we're a better side now than we were when we played them last. Um, and obviously, we were away as well. Um, so I would, I'm feeling, I'm feeling relatively agnostic. I, I in the sense that if it wasn't for the fact that Jose Mourinho has such a ridiculously good record against us. You know, he just looked it up before the show, right? But it's like 20, I think 20 or 22 games Mourinho has played against Arsenal and he's lost twice. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty immense record. Um, I can actually only remember one of those losses. And I think that was when we won 2-0 when he was Man United boss. Uh, Xhaka scored a deflected goal, I think. I can't remember the other one. Um, but, you know, he just, he's up, he just really loves playing against us. You know, he, he loves it. There's something about it that just motivates him. But, you know, I, I'd like to think that it's a new dawn, right? Arteta, it's a, it's a different manager. It's not Wenger. It's, you know, whatever. And and Arteta will try and have his own solutions. But um, it's a huge game for us because, to be honest, it could be Tottenham. It could be anyone else. But I think if we lose, then I think top six is... <sighs> Can you see it happening? If we lose? If we lose, do you think we could see top six? Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, no, I, I can't. I mean, we're currently seven points behind them, um, having played the same number of games. So if they go and win this, we're not catching them as well, which is, I think, in a season where we don't have much to play for in the league, that's the thing that we'd probably want want to try and do is obviously finish above Tottenham. So if we're going to have any chance of doing that as well, it's an absolute must-win game from that, from that point of view. And I, I think I agree, Raj. I think... Um, we're just so inconsistent. I can't like, you know, it's the kind of game where they've got to be up for it and we could definitely beat them. You know, um, there's not like they're, I mean, they're in good form in the, t- in, in the sense that the team they've won, I think three in the league, uh, three in a row in the league, sorry, but they've been against, I think it's Burnley, Fulham and Palace. Was it? Hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, teams they'd be expecting, expecting to win uh, a beat. So, uh, I think it's definitely a game that they can win, but Arsenal can win. But I think, like you say, um, it's going to be very, very, very tough to think about top six if if it's another loss to, um, on Sunday. 
Um, they need to put a run together um, in order to do that. And it needs to start, it needs to start on Sunday. And I think, yeah, like I said, if you need any motivation to go and win a game, it's got to be a North London derby, right? Yeah, I I think the main thing is for us to win, we have to start taking our chances early on and we can't be as inefficient in front of goal as we have been recently. We're not going to get seven, eight chances to score. We we will get three or four, however, and those three or four, like if they fall to Oba, if they fall to Saka, whoever they fall to, they have to go in. Mm. And if we get if we get an, an early goal, and yeah, we can then build on it and force Spurs out a bit. Yeah, you know, that's how I see us winning. And I, but I think you know you're right. If if Spurs sit back and you know they say come at us, I think we could struggle. And you know I don't. Whilst our defensive organisation is good, we've still got mistakes in us, and that's probably what could cost us. I think your point about taking our chances as well, right, is Man United under Mourinho, Chelsea under Mourinho, Tottenham under Mourinho, whoever he's managed, they've always had this characteristic where you play against them and if you get a bad result, you feel like, oh, you know, we missed loads of chances, we should have won. It's this... He has this ability to make you feel like you probably should have got more out of the game. And it happens all the time to the point where you've got to go, hang on a minute, maybe we're missing a trick here. And I think what he seems to be immensely good at is is really preparing his team for the attack that they're likely to face and doing enough to put you off those key moments. And so I think for us, why I think actually actually the Olympiacos game could be a good blueprint is if we try and score the perfect Arsenal goal, it probably won't happen. And we probably will miss lots of chances. And we'll feel like, oh, we're unlucky, we were wasteful. No, they'll do enough to put us off. They'll put enough structure in place to, to make it difficult. Maybe our key to success is being willing to score goals that a bit off script have a few shots, put some random crosses in, put, you know, whatever, d- different things, you know, change it up every now and again. Um, so maybe it's nice having coming off the Olympiacos game and having those three off script goals. Huh? Yeah, I I think I don't think their defence is very good. So I think if we will get chances, I don't think they're good enough to stop us creating chances. I think the only way we don't score is if we start, if we finish badly in terms of like our putting away the chances we create. We will create chances. I don't see... This isn't a peak Mourinho-Chelsea where they can just totally shut us out. Mm-hmm. The The worry is that we'll, if they do sit back, will they get a, will they get joy against us on the counter? I think they probably will do because I think structurally we're... You know, we've done okay. We're getting better at it, right? You look at the Leicester game. We, we did a good job stopping Vardy from getting in behind and countering against us but I think Spurs are a better counter-attacking unit than Leicester are so there's potential there but you know maybe Mourinho falls into the trap and actually goes for it and plays Bale plays on plays Kane and sticks to what they've been doing now and in which case you know it could be another 4-3 or something like that but we don't really get caught on the counter do we I don't, I don't think I don't we get dead. caught but I don't think we're good enough to stop okay Spurs from getting at least one or two, like they did uh, when we played them at their place, right? 
We, we, we knew that they were going to counter, right? It was the only mm-hmm. thing they did. Yet they still got a lot of joy on the counter because they're very good at They were at that time, you know, the best team at it. They've stopped doing it now, which is, it causes a bit of doubt. And I wonder what Mourinho will do. But I, I, don't know, I think Mourinho's priority on Sunday will be do not lose it. Mm. It's a good, good question. I guess my question to, is a good point. My question back to both of you, I was, which I think is, do you think there's a chance that both managers would say, take a draw? Yes, 100%. You're... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 100%. I think, it, why do you say that? If if I'm just thinking of it from two angles here. One is Arteta's played for us, so he knows how important the game is and he knows how big it is to win the game. And I think there's a lot of Arsenal fans that are still not, not necessarily Arteta out, but they're not convinced yet. Uh, and this is one way of convincing a big chunk of our fan base that, you know, you win the North London derby or whatever, you, you know, it's it's such a it's such a massive thing in a season, especially where we've been generally poor in the league. Um, I've forgotten the second point I was going to say, but that, that was the main the, <laughs> There was another reason. There's a problem with drinks on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, I mean, that plays a... Oh yeah, the other reason I was going to say might be important is, uh, or might come into Arteta's thinking is, the league's... There's, there's nothing to lose in the league, right? Mm. there's no you know it's not whether we win or lose I, I guess what I'm trying to say is he may as well go for the win because even if we lose okay it comes back to the point about fans but the fans are not going to be at the ground but more so it it gives us a good chance of maybe catching them up maybe finishing in the top six and it might give our season a huge boost you know for the next couple of months um yeah, so I think I think there's enough reason there for Arteta to go for it and and win it more so than for Jose to come to us and try and go all out to win the game. Like you said, he doesn't really need to unless he feels like top four is definitely achievable. I yeah, I I don't think Arteta is going to set us up for the draw. So I don't think he's going to say to a to the team sit back and like soak up the pressure and then only if there's an opportunity go forward. But I think look, if it gets to seventy five minutes and it's nil nil. I think El Nani's coming on, put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to bring Lacazette or Pepe on. He's going and to then bring we win. El Nani. And then we yeah, win. Then we win, yeah. 25 yards. <laughs> um, I I think, you know, we're still learning a lot about Arteta, but I think it's quite clear he's a very conservative, risk-averse manager. Agree completely. And I don't, I don't particularly like that about him. I think, I don't think, I think that's probably the one thing I don't like about him is that he... He should take more risks, but his priority first is do not concede, do not lose games, and then if you have the opportunity to go and win them, go and win them. Um, whereas Wenger was like, go and score goals, and let's hope we don't concede too many. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I yeah. I think. Yeah, I know what you mean. I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make is in the league, he can afford to take that risk, as whereas. Because it's, it's it's not if we lose the game then or all of us all of a sudden our season's over. It's very much you know the the pros of winning outweigh the cons of losing in in, in some ways. Whereas if it was the Europa League, obviously you can't. I, I agree with you. He is quite a risk averse man, manager, but I think he knows what it how important this game is. Um, and like I said, I think there's a lot of fans that he needs to win over, or maybe he doesn't need to, but 
there's definitely a section of our fan base that are still not convinced by him. Probably for one of the, one of the reasons that you you just mentioned is that he is quite risk averse. Um, and yeah, I think I think the fact that he's played in it is quite quite a big motivation. I think he like like I said, he knows what it's all about. He knows what it's like to win in this in this game, and I think it's almost extra motivation for him. And maybe even the Jose factor as well. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But I would want you know. It's just most because I agree that you know there's nothing to lose. Almost he's played in the fixture. Why wouldn't he? My question, in my mind is, I can't almost imagine an Arteta team playing with a little less shackles. You know, I I almost take the hammer. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I I can't. Um, for some reason, like you know, does he have? I wonder, does he have the capacity to do it? Does he right now as a coach? Um, has he got that in his locker yet? Um, is he comfortable enough to do it? I feel with him, he's still very protective of his ideology and he's very protective of being embarrassed. Like it feels like he never wants us to get embarrassed. He never wants us to kind of, you know, whatever. And it was, a, you know, it was a really interesting piece of analysis that, you know, Michael, Mike McDonald, who, you know, writes sometimes for La Grove and Gunnerstown, he, he wrote, and I won't do it justice, but, you know, he sort of made a point about Saka and how often Saka gets fouled um, in in the middle third. So effectively, you know, not actually that far up the pitch. And and the analysis was basically around the fact that it's sort of down to the fact that our defensive structure is so important to Arteta that quite often Saka isn't actually receiving the ball in areas sort of in the final third. He receives the ball far earlier and he's required to carry it earlier and gets fouled in that area more because he's occupying space much earlier in the in the pitch far more frequently because Arteta is not willing to create lots of space on the pitch for kind of the, the opponents to, to, to be in and it seems like such a big characteristic of what Arteta wants to do keeps us so compact with very little space for opposition to try and exploit I can't visualize it Mice. I think that's what I'm trying to say I can't visualize how he would tweak his tactics to make us kind of more expressive and take that handbrake off. I think there are small things that he could do, right? Like, you're going to say I have a narrative here, but he could play Willian. He could play Pepe over Willian if he wanted to go for it. I think Willian gives him the technical security. He's He's better at keeping the ball and like recycling possession. But if he really wanted to go for it and get someone in the box and get someone running it, the Spurs defense you want Pepe on so let's see the team selection will be interesting and you know maybe he could play Pepe because there's a justification there that if he is feeling a bit brave and he wants to go for the win you play Pepe over William you pay but that, that's that's pretty much Probably it, it. You yeah. can do much else yeah I think and it's also a shame as we talked about the fans can't be there because I think if the fans were in the ground then he would it's almost like he his his hand would be forced a little bit into releasing yeah. that handbreaker. You know, um, you can't go into a game like this conservative, especially being at home. So yeah, it's a it's a fair point. I can I completely see where you guys are coming from. Um, you mentioned the the lineup, Aaron, and so possibly Pepe, possibly ESR, possibly Willian. Difficult one to see who's going to play. Maybe not. Maybe a bit too early for ESR. I think he got. Was it half? I don't know how much he got. Some minutes against Olympiacos, obviously, when he came on in that triple substitution. Um, aside from that, any other changes that 
you guys expect from the Olympiakos lineup? Do you think he's going to go full strength again? Yeah, yes. it's a bit weird. We've almost finally, after about a year, two years, have got a rough idea of like what our best 10, 11 players, like what our best 11 is. And it's mm. a weird feeling because for what? a long, long time, yeah, we've had like at least kind of at least eight or nine of those players now. We're fairly clear on who starts. Um, whereas six months ago, we had no clue who would start up front for us, who would start on the left, who would start on the right, who would start at midfield. So there's progress there. Right, like, right now, I think the only decision he has to make is who plays on that left wide position. Does he go for Pepe? Does he go for Willian? Or if ESR's fit, does he go for him? I think he's going to play Willian again, personally, for the reasons that you said, um, Aaron. I think so too. I think so too. Um, and I think that will tell us a lot about his mentality for the game, actually. Um, but I, I think so too. And and I think you're right, Aaron, and like, it is getting to the point now where I know with centre-backs, we find it very hard to predict. Um, but I, I do feel if I was to put money on who I think he views his best two centre-back or his, his number one pairing, I would say it's Gabriel and Louise right now. It feels like if I had to put money on it, that's what I would say is in his head. And actually, therefore, on the basis of that, I think it is just one of those wide positions that is the question mark. Because otherwise, I think um, in his best 11, you have Aubameyang. I think in his best 11, you have Saka. I think you have Odegaard. I think I think he puts Odegaard in his best 11. Mm-hmm. And I think Partey, Xhaka, Louise, Gabriel, Tierney on the left, Bellerin on the right, and we know who's in goal. So I think that it's I think literally it's just that wide position that I would say is is the is the question mark. But what's interesting, I think, about that wide position is depending on whoever he plays in that role, it affects the the approach, the composition somewhat of everyone else. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he plays Pepe, then Pepe may switch to the right and Saka on the left. That's exactly. Yeah. So it has a, it does have a big impact, doesn't it? Yeah. It would be interesting. But yeah, I completely agree. Um, good thing that we got a good result against Olympiacos. At least it means that it doesn't give him too much to think about in terms of the second leg. Um, and he can go full strength for this one. Or ho- hopefully he does anyway. Um, okay, uh, so let's talk about what we think the outcome's going to be and predictions. Uh, Aaron? I'll go 2-2. Two, two. Hmm. I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, I was going to say 1-1 one, one as well. So none of us are predicting. <laughs> We're sitting on the fence, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I anything could happen, let's be honest. Like I think if we hadn't have beaten Leicester the other day and that had given me the belief that we have the capacity to put in a very good front to back performance against a decent side. Yes, Aaron, you made the point, which I think is right on reflection actually, that Leicester because I think you're right. I think we slated you at the time for almost saying Leicester were rubbish, but Leicester have been rubbish since that day. Yeah. Mm. Like they, I mean, arguably since the Europa League game just before it, they have been an absolute yeah. car crash. Yeah. So fine, fair enough. But I guess that has also given me the capacity that we can put a front to back decent performance. And I think that therefore I'm not ruling out the fact that we might be able to beat this Tottenham side, but I just can't, you know, Jose twice to only two defeats against us. It's just, he's just got that annoyingness. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to go one, one, maybe it is sitting on the fence. I just, yeah. yeah. Are you equally? Yeah, because no, go on, as of just 
Spurs have just kind of found a bit of form. If it was about a month ago, I would have been a lot more comfortable, especially when they had Kane out. Um, Kane just makes their team, right? So you take Kane out of that team, they're a completely different team. Record goal scorer. He, was, uh, he, did, the, he did limp off uh, on, yeah. on Thursday, didn't he? he um, I think that was a bit of a but, um, ploy by he, Marino, right? I think ice on, the, ice on the hamstring or whatever. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always he's always fit for the North London derby, isn't he? He's always he injured just away, before, yeah. and he's and he'll get his usual penalty probably. Um, hmm. All right, uh, so draws all around. Uh, Nero's just texted me. He said he thinks we're going to win five nil. Did he? <laughs> 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 Knowing him, we we probably will go and win five nil now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mystical yeah. Nero, jeez. Um, well, you know. You know, I just think on a a real segue, but someone who probably won't be involved, and this relates to our previous segment that we've done, is Eddie, Eddie Nketiah, who starts for the under-23s today. Oh, did he? Mm. How did they get on? I haven't... We lost. lost. That was 2-0. That's a a big thing. That surely is a massive body blow to his career at Arsenal. He started up front alongside Balogun, I think. and. um, But apparently the under-23s haven't been doing so well this year. Um, They've lost quite a few games. But in fairness, aren't half the team playing in our team? Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) But um, yeah, not that results matter for the under-23s so much. But yeah, it's um, I haven't seen much from Balogun. I know we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think he's scored in a while um, for the under-23s. And Ketia, I don't think, has scored in a while for the under-23s. Nelson... Sometimes plays, sometimes doesn't for the under twenty threes. It's a it's a very strange situation with some of the Hayland kids compared to about six months ago. It's a good point. I wonder if there's something more to it, and Arteta's trying to send some kind of message. So I, I wonder if Arteta really is annoyed with their agents and their representatives, as you know, maybe he is trying to set a culture where he just won't accept people making demands on playing time or whatever it might be. Um, but you know, it's it's not just them, is it? Because I can imagine Martinelli's probably also sitting there at the moment, being a little bit like, "I could probably do with the game." Uh, you know, uh, I think before we spoke about Martinelli for a while in the past, and I, I think my stance on him had been that we were just very cautiously managing his return from injury. But it's been a little while now. Hmm. You know, it's you strange, say that isn't though, against um, against Olympiacos when El Nani scored. Like the really cool thing about it was like literally the whole team ran to El Neni. Like there's a, there's a there's a shot of like like I think even like Jacko and, and whoever else was like the centre backs like ran across the field to celebrate with El Neni. But then also I'm not sure if it was for the El Neni goal for the I think it was the Gabriel goal when they're walking. And Martinelli up. Was, yeah. Martinelli was on there as well. And he was going wild as well. So he didn't look very upset if he was upset. Good. Um but you never know. You, you want to see him playing, right? It's just a bit annoying that we're um, we're out of the cups. We could have done with a bit of a cup run to give a couple of the squad players a, a game. He might start against Olympiacos. Who knows if, if mm. depending on how Arteta thinks uh, that that lead might be good enough for him to start. Um, and just, uh, I was interested to get you your thoughts on uh, our upcoming run in the league. So we've got obviously Spurs on Sunday. Um, then I believe it's after the Olympiacos game, it's West Ham away and then Liverpool at home. So three massive games 
traditionally they'll be huge games for us, wouldn't they? And um, obviously teams above us in the league, but in the case of Liverpool, not necessarily that far above us. So that's quite a big game. Um, I think you mentioned it as well, Aaron, in uh, last episode or a couple of episodes ago. This is almost like the start of a season-defining run of games, you know, in terms of are we going to finish mid-table or are we going to actually push the top six? How many points do you guys think we're going to take from those three games? Obviously, we said a point then against Spurs. So for the other, from the other two as well, how many points in total from nine? So repeat the thing. It's, it's, sorry, sorry. It's Liverpool. Uh, so, uh, no, so Spurs, obviously. Then West yep. Ham away and then Liverpool yep. at home. With Olympiacos after the Spurs game. Honestly, I have no no idea. <laughs> we could easily get zero. Or we could also easily get nine. Um, we're just that sort of team. I think realistically, we'll get a draw tomorrow. It's West Ham. Well, home and away doesn't really make a difference nowadays, to be honest. But mm. I it's think off flying. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see us beating West Ham. I, I argue. So I hate that's such a easiest. that's such a terrible statement yeah. to make. Yeah. I just think West Ham are playing really well. Yeah, I think Liverpool up the three is probably the easiest game. That's funny, uh, isn't it? It's so yeah. true. It's so true. Although knowing knowing us, like, well, Liverpool would have found form again, and yeah, they'll win their next two and be fine give, when they play us. But give me a number, Aaron. In. I'll nine. go five points. Oh. We'll win one of them. I'm going to go four points, mate. Win one, draw one, lose one. Interesting. Okay. I, I thought five as well. Uh, yeah, I couldn't pick which one it was going to be, but I thought maybe the West Ham game, but I'm not really sure why I thought that. I just thought out of that three, I need to pick us winning one. So, Okay, but <laughs> you, you get that you guys going five points, you say we're going to be undefeated in those three games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's fine. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, yeah, when you say, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. We don't lose something. Have you seen the bloody league table? We've like lost. Yeah. It's like the most games we've lost. We've lost more games than we won, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, season started. Boxing day, right? Yeah, yeah boxing whenever day. we play Chelsea. Yeah. I don't remember what happened before that, but um, who knows? If we win all three, <laughs> <laughs> Champions League is back on. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, 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 see. We'll, see, we'll see where we are in a couple of weeks' time. But let's worry about the Spurs game first, and hopefully we um, we can do one over on them, uh, which would be nice in a season that's been disappointing so far. All right, guys, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, and we will see everyone post Spurs. Great, nice one. Cheers, Excellent. boys. See you guys. Cheers. Bye. Yeah, bye.